Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views with your hosts, I'm Dan. And I'm Lou. And we take a random topic each week and we cast our views. Lou, I've got a few things to say, but I want we've got a guest, so I'm excited about having him on. I want to bring him in straight away. So we have got the busiest person in podcast land right now. He wasn't satisfied with having one great podcast, so he made a second. And then he wasn't happy having two great podcast so do you know what he did he made a third to put all of us to shame who like me we're battling to get the one out each week he is the collector of classics the connoisseur of cult and a relayer of relationship stories it's antonio palacios who also has the smoothest voice in all the podcasts as well so hello antonio <laughs> hello. hello you wrote that down you didn't just make that up all on the spot did you <laughs> hello guys great to be back on the show it's very good to have you back our viewers just listening back to your voice are going to be like oh my god i'm glad he's back <laughs> maybe we should get antonio to record the intro for us so we yeah, have that smooth yeah, intro <laughs> yeah. i did one for sugar-coated murder and they loved it or i kind of did like a, a sitting in a lounge chair by the fire with some jazz in the background like hello welcome to sugar-coated murder <laughs> yes you did i remember that i was thinking why hasn't he done one for us um so, how are your weeks been? Uh, Lou, actually, let's bring you in. How, how's, how's your week been? Um, it's not been too bad. been preoccupied with the World Cup, obviously, still going on. Um, been relatively interesting. Obviously, there was a particularly important game that finished today. Are we allowed to say when this podcast's being recorded? Uh, yeah, you can Yeah, you can say that. England yeah. have just beaten Senegal, so that's uh, relatively exciting stuff. But yeah, no, it's been a very boring week for me personally. Cat's still dead. Um <laughs> So apart from that, yeah, again, slow, slow news week for me personally. It'll be that surprise one week if you say, no, no, he's alive. That's the thing. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Like if you broadcast these out of order, it's going to be very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, Antonio, how about you? How's your week been? Great. You know, we finally got out of the Thanksgiving week here in the States. So it's all smooth sailing until Christmas. So it's just recording podcasts. Like today, I recently had Dan on my show recording, and that'll be out in a couple weeks. So, yeah, it's a time to get things done before Christmas comes full force, right, guys? Oh, yeah, absolutely. One holiday to another. Did either of you get, <laughs> actually, that reminds me, did either of you get anything in the Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals? I mean, I did, but I can't say in case people are listening. I don't want to spoil their <laughs> gifts <laughs> okay. or from Santa Claus, but I did get some things for myself. I did get some Blu-rays and DVDs because I am a collector of those. So, you know, I told my partner not to get me any presents because the money that she would have spent to get me presents, I already spent on myself. So it, it works out. Lou, how about you? Do, you? do you just treat yourself? Yeah, I didn't really, to be honest. But I feel like the Black Friday sales here are relatively underwhelming. Like, I remember <laughs> seeing scenes come from the States of, like, the people legitimately tasing each other over, like, reduced waffle makers. But I feel like our sales are a little bit more tame here. They're not. They're just kind of like a season sale as opposed to, like, some sort of huge price drop thing really here, aren't they? Yeah, I think we did see a couple of years ago people fighting in the supermarkets over here. But I think they felt they had to because it was still over really low-end, cheap-budget TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, people are about the online stuff right now. Like I've been watching a lot of uh, TikToks and stuff where a lot of Black Friday deals that happened here in the States, they weren't as deep discounts as they normally are. They were only like 15, 20, 30% instead of like half off. And we think they did that on purpose because we are still severely understaffed in our retail stores here. So I don't uh -huh. think they had the manpower to handle 
the riots of people that just bust through the doors. So they put all their big sales online. And I think they try to keep people out of the main retail shops because they just don't have the manpower. To those in retail at this time of year, I salute you. I really do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hats off. 100%. Yeah, I I just I, I didn't get anything. Like Lou said, over here this year, I think was particularly bad, especially yeah. as Amazon just seemed to be doing Black Friday deals from 1st of November. Yeah. So I, I treated myself to a game. I got Gotham Knights, that was reduced. And I've got a couple of vinyl albums, which I said were in a Black Friday sale, but they weren't. So <laughs> that was the way I stuck <laughs> there. <with> those <laughs> purchases. Right, um, but we're not here to talk about Black Friday. We are here to talk about McDonald's around the world. Now, the reason why we're doing this and for having you on the show, Antonio, is because this was your idea. You you put it to me in the thread. You, I can't remember what sparked this, but you said, oh, you should do a show about McDonald's around the world. And I said, brilliant, you're on it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't remember how that conversation got started. I think we were just talking about like regional foods. And all of a sudden we were just thinking about, well, how come you guys have this on your menu and I don't have yeah. it here? And it drove us into like looking at what McDonald's around the world has that they don't offer in all locations, which I think is a little offensive in my opinion, because I want almost all of these things on the menus. And it became like the perfect casting views subject because we can all kind of put in our two cents of what is appealing to us and what we can pass on, right? In, and we love our food, don't we, Lou? So. We do indeed. We do indeed. <laughs> Before we do, we'll, we'll go into a promo. And and one thing, Lou, do you know what struck me yesterday funny about how we often try to tease the subjects we're doing before we, you know, before our promo? Do you know why that's pointless? It's because I put the, the episode out with a title saying what it is with an episode <laughs> description. And yet we always like say, oh, we'll tease it in. That's the one thing that dawned on me after about 60 episodes and um, 15 months of doing this. So. So let's hear from Antonio and the Cultworthy. The Cultworthy Podcast. Join me, Antonio Palacios, each week as I guide you through a never-ending sea of obscure cinema and cultworthy gems that deserve a rediscovery. Find me on all listening platforms and at thecultworthy.com. The Cultworthy Podcast. Join us. We are back. McDonald's around the world. So if I hand over to the two of you, I had a quick look, and the McDonald's website actually says, that we try to adapt our menu to reflect different tastes and local traditions for every country in which we have restaurants. That's pretty much every country, I think, now, isn't it? Uh, yeah. we're, keen to, <laughs> we're keen to respect cultural differences, and so every country has its own policy of developing menu items. You will still be able to buy the most iconic items on our menu, such as the famous Big Mac, wherever you are in the world, and every single one of our restaurants meets the same high-quality standards we take pride in. And just to add on that, Wikipedia says in order to cater to local tastes and culinary traditions and to respect particular laws or religious beliefs, McDonald's offer regionalized versions of its menu among and within different countries. As a result, products found in one country or region may not be found in McDonald's restaurants in other countries or their ingredients may differ significantly. So that's probably it's fairly obvious, but I thought, you know, let's let's set the stall out as to why there are big differences but first do you both eat mcdonald's like Lou, what's your view on on mcdonald's generally yeah i'm there for mcdonald's if i'm being perfectly honest i think that mcdonald's is just what you get if you want if you just want the sake of speed and something that you know is just going to be standard you go to mcdonald's in my mind it's kind of like your choice if you've not got your first choice open and mcdonald's is just what you fall back on 
I think, for me personally. He won't blow you away, but you know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. He won't let you down. Yeah, this is the thing, generally speaking. And whatever, wherever you are, you can always find a McDonald's. So a McDonald's is kind of like, do you know if you're somewhere, like you're driving a long journey and you turn around and yeah. you want something to eat on the journey, you think, where's my lo- nearest McDonald's? We'll stop off at a service station with a McDonald's because it's just a safe option, relatively speaking. Like It's, you know, standard, you know what you're getting. Exactly that. Antonio, how about yourself? You know, McDonald's is kind of like my go-to spot for breakfast. Like, I really don't do the lunch there anymore. But I'm not going to lie, like when I was a kid, it was like the treat that your parents would take you to get after the the dentist or a doctor's appointment. It's like, oh, you were good. Go to McDonald's, you know, get a Happy Meal. And in high school, it's right across the street. So, of course, you know, they, they are very they are very good at picking locations and real estate across the street from a high school, across the street from a venue or a concert hall. Like they're really good about picking spots. So I think that's kind of one of the the reasons why so many of us find McDonald's in our life is because they put them in neighborhoods and places and cities where they are easy to get to, easy access, but also just the visual cues. You see the golden arches. You want to at least go get some French fries. You know, that's what they're known for. But man, I, I won't lie. Like I'll probably get a McMuffin or a McGriddle two, three times a month because it's on the way to work. It's fast. And like Lou said, their claim to success is consistency. That is what they really pride themselves on. They have culinary teams devoted to it to make sure that the speed, efficiency, and the experience is the same at every location, regardless what their staff is, what language they speak. It's all been just detailed to the finest point to make sure that you get the same product in their, you know, hundreds of thousands of locations all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, and and the same for me. I find it's it's brilliant as if we've been out to London and we get back late. There's one actually for a couple of years now just down the road from us. It's great because you know, like you said, you there is something for you whether it's a chicken burger, it's a, you know, it's a, a veggie burger, it's you know, the triple stack beef burger or whatever. And yeah, it just does what you need it to do, fill a hole while you're hungry you know the thing that i do i like though what you were saying antonio about it being consistent i yeah absolutely i think you know depending on who's on rotor that day you, you can get sometimes variations but i find the new burgers when they launch new burgers it's good time to get those because i i, I think they generally tend to be the, the better prepared ones i don't know if there's something about they they make them better because they want to that's what they're marketing at the time but I do find like when they're doing the the special, they're only going to be there for about a month. So like Lou, over here recently, they've done like the Spanish season. It was all about like European countries, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. We had like an Italian barbecue stack thing at one point, And then we had like a Spanish yeah. version. I think we had as well. Didn't we have like a Caribbean like style burger at some so. at point? It was like think jerk, so. I think. Yeah. Um, but that's really, yeah, seasonal items. And I always try a seasonal item if it's there, just because I think like Dan said, I agree. I feel like there's a little bit more care that's always gone into the seasonal stuff because they have to get the promo right. Whereas a Big Mac, yeah, it's a Big Mac. It's been sitting about for 10 minutes. We know what, you, you know what you're getting. <laughs> Whereas with the seasonal stuff, I feel like it's always done um, there. And then they always put a little bit more into it because I feel like they need to get the promo right. But yeah, yeah, spot on. See, I think you guys are lucky. You get more of that than we do here in the States. In the States, I feel like they think that we are just their number one consumer. 
and that we are kind of dialed into what our tastes and habits are. So we don't get a lot of those exciting new promos or specials or regional items. They rarely change their menu here. And if we do get something, it's something we're already familiar with. Like we have a sandwich here called the McRib that comes out once every year or two. And that is what we have to look forward to if you're a McRib fan. But that's what we get. We don't get the variety that other countries do. And that's why I was excited to talk about this stuff today. Well, I will interrupt you because before we make it sound really fancy, when I said like we'll get like the Italian stack or the Danish or that, it's generally a burger with a different sauce or they'll change the bun. It's not something radically different like I'm sure we've got examples of. But they are enough of a difference from your Big Mac, your Quarter Pounder, your Big Tasty, uh, which the Big Tasty is my go-to at the moment. So yeah, I'm just saying that. Great, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to find a 24-hour McDonald's when we're done recording this. Right. <laughs> Lou, you, if we could say this, you have to say that, you know, you've mentioned a couple of times about your, your bowel disease, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it can mean you might go all day without eating, yeah. can't it? So we went to that football match at time, and I remember we come back, we stopped at McDonald's, didn't we? And you got about three meals i think yeah. didn't you yeah. <laughs> it's literally yes it's like a big Mac meal a wrap meal 20 chicken nuggets <laughs> and you would say yeah i've got the family in the car you know? <laughs> oh no <laughs> so antonio or, or lou have, have, have you had a mcdonald's elsewhere or, or another country sorry I've had McDonald's in Canada, and it was the exact same menu that we have here in the States, except for one thing. They had poutine on their menu, and apparently that is something that they have regionally all across Canada. And for people who don't know, poutine is a dish of French fries topped with usually kind of like a brown gravy, cheese curds, green onions, and assortments of different toppings and accoutrements, and they had a traditional Canadian poutine, a buffalo chicken one. I think they had uh, one that had like bacon and onion on it. And it blew my mind. I ordered all three. I'm like, why don't we have this in the States? But everything else was the same. And we actually went back several times and, and, and got it several times because McDonald's fries are good on their own. But man, when you smother gravy and cheese curds on them, it's just that much better. I saw a pic and it it looked lovely. I did actually see the pic. Uh, Lou, how about you? So I've had a McDonald's in Italy. And I would say, generally speaking, we were in an airport at the time. Generally speaking, the selection of like burgers and that sort of thing wasn't massively off from what you'd kind of expect. They had different types of crispy wraps. One thing I noticed, though, is that they did lots of salads. Um, they had loaded fries. So it was like fries, but with like bacon and cheese and stuff on them. Oh, wow. Um, They had like deep fried vegetable fritter type things. And the one thing that I think was different about Italian McDonald's was they had like a whole fresh like cake counter in there. But it was like cheesecakes and croissants and Nutella loaded cakes and so many pastry type things. And I think that that's because they don't have. So in Italy, breakfast is more just so like a pastry and a coffee, Mm -hmm. isn't it? So as a result, I think that that's what the replacement ultimately for the breakfast in Italy is. It's literally like a cake, something sweet with a 
the coffee because again the coffee menu was way more expansive than the just McCafe or whatever you're getting in the McDonald's in the UK um, and another thing they did like little blocks of parmesan in individual packets like bite-sized blocks of parmesan oh, really? which I thought was hilarious that's fantastic thought, yeah um, but no the Italian one was actually really quite good um, really really interested by the menu there and the thing is because we weren't in Italy for that long we ended up getting one in the airport because I feel like I didn't want to waste a day getting a meal at a McDonald's while we were on holiday so we ended up going to the airport one but but no it was it was a really cool menu a lot more variety I think than what even we see here yeah see for me I can't remember I I definitely have in the two or three countries I can't remember because it was so many so many years ago but I remember what it was once we were on a bus trip from point a to point b and we stopped at a service station there was a mcdonald's there said okay if we have to we'll do it but i remember really enjoying it because it was a burger but it was the seasoning was different so it just tasted different Mm. and then you know we've said for a couple of trips we said for a bit of fun if we do see like a mcdonald's or a kfc let's just do it just to see what the difference is because i remember going to a kfc I can't remember, it might have even been Thailand, but just looking at the menu and just seeing how random it was. And, and it was just fascinating then. It was kind of like that was my one of my first eye-opening experiences to say, yeah, look, you know, yeah, McDonald's is all the same wherever we go here, but <laughs> there's so much variation. Before we get into some specifics, actually, um, Antonio, is there regional differences in the States or not? You know, there... There are a few in the sense of, like, in the South, you will see, like, a barbecue sauce item on the McDonald's menu. I think in Texas, they have, like, the Texas Mac or the Texas Quarter Pounder. But most of the time, our, our menus are really the same. There isn't a whole lot regionally. But as Lou was saying, there are a few shops across, like, the larger metropolitan cities like New York and Chicago and, and Los Angeles where about a decade ago, McDonald's decided they wanted to like get into the coffee game and like compete with Starbucks and compete with Seattle's best and all these coffee houses. And so they opened up these very extravagant Mick cafes that had full espresso bars and you would see a cake counter. You would see pastries and, and finer things. And then right next door, you could get your, your Big Mac, you know, just kind of cross between the two of them so we have a few of those but for the most part i would say that it's the same menu unless you get into like a real regional area like texas where it's barbecue sauce or maybe somewhere up north they might have like a healthier option like a more vegan option you got to say that they are they're really expert with their demographic they know who's eating what and i think that's how they kind of do their focus groups on expanding menu items for me one of the things was because i remember being in rome years ago and for me, the thing that stuck out was that it was in like this, almost like this art deco building with marble everywhere. It was more yeah. how it was presented and situated rather than than food. And something else that actually just hit me while, while we're talking, because I think actually like McDonald's has come back up over here, Lou, anyway, don't, don't you? As a destination place to grab takeaway. Yeah. Do we think it's because now we are seeing so many like gastro burgers and bistro burgers and like five guys, which are so expensive and are calling themselves like high end burgers and things like that. Do we now think that people are saying, I love McDonald's because it, it is like Lou, exactly what you said. It does what it says. It gives me my, my fix for, for fast food. Yeah, I think so. I think that, that it is just always been. And I feel like McDonald's was always a company. So 
I don't know what it's like in the the states or anywhere else around the world, but I would say that here KFC is a dead chain and and on the way to dying. I would say that Burger King here is a dead chain and on the way to dying. Whereas McDonald's kind of grasped the sense of we need to stay modern. So if you go into a Burger King here, it's still physical counters as opposed to like posh Star Trek Enterprise style touchscreens and that sort of thing. Um, and I feel like that's what it is as well. McDonald's always seemed fresh because the menu always changed. Whereas at Burger King, KFC, nothing ever feels different. You go there and it feels like you're back in the 90s or like the early 2000s and nothing's ever changed with the menu and the quality's kind of disappeared a little bit. So I feel like McDonald's, yeah, in terms of being the fast food place, kind of sits at the point where it's cheap enough that you know that you can go there whenever you want um, and convenient enough that you know that you're not going to have to sit and get out of your car. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like a Five Guys, because... Here, I've never seen a Five Guys that's had like a drive-through or anything like that. We have them usually in the yeah, middle of town. Yeah, they don't do that, that here either. Yeah. yeah, so, I, yeah. Just saying, I like KFC, just saying that. But I agree with you about Burger King. But I think the fact is Burger King has been just, it's always been so much more expensive. Yeah, I think that's still the case. I mean, I've been into a Burger King, because strangely enough, I actually think that if you go to a Burger King, I actually think that the burgers in Burger King are slightly better than the McDonald's ones but they're much more inconsistent and they are still more expensive. Like if you're going to a a McDonald's, you know that you're paying maybe like six, seven pounds for like a large meal. Whereas in Burger King, you know that you might be running up to like nine, nine fifty. So I think that when you're feeding maybe a family of four, that extra 10, 15 pounds that you're then spending makes actually a huge difference to what you thought you were pulling out of your wallet. Um, But yeah, I, I think that there's still a relatively significant difference in price between those two chains. I think with McDonald's, too, one of the things that's kind of brilliant is McDonald's has always been known for playing the long game, right? They get you when you're young. They were the first to develop these kids' meals, these happy meals. They haven't changed the box. They come with a toy. They're exciting. They're fun. There's always some kind of marketing around them. And you get them as a treat when you're younger, and it develops a flavor, and an emotional connection to the McDonald's that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life. Even if you are like a healthy eater as an adult, maybe you've gone vegan, maybe you're just really into fitness. If you're going to cheat, you hear people wanting McDonald's to cheat with because it's been like instilled in their DNA since they were kids. No one wants to go to Burger King when they're a kid. No one wants to go to KFC when they're a kid. They want to go to McDonald's and get the Happy Meal and the toy and the French fries and the smiley face. And I think that's kind of the brilliant thing is where some of these chains that Lou was saying feel like they're on their way out. They're on their last little rung of life before they die out is because they were always trying to appeal to what they thought adults wanted and what kids wanted was like an afterthought. And McDonald's have always seemed to put kids first. They put playgrounds in the restaurants, you know, like they really are brilliant in developing uh, a consumer at an early age. Right. Unless unless my memory fails me, which often does, but I don't think it does here is I'm sure in like the 80s and early 90s, you used to have like parties. You could have parties in a McDonald's. They had a room yeah. and a kid's party, you'd have it there. You'd get like the little goodie bags and, and yeah, you'd have a McDonald's meal there. And and yeah, you're both right. Like KFC, I, I love it, but it's not really a place where you take your kids to, I guess, to eat like wings. I don't know, but I'm getting hungry now. Right. But <laughs> how about things? What what are we going to bring to the table then in terms of around the world? What What did you guys find? 
Lou, you go first because you seem to be Lou, the you've McDonald's muted yourself again. Do you know what, Lou? I was going to say at the start, not, right? Not press any buttons, Keep your cursor away from the mute button. My, my <laughs> cursor actually hasn't been on the mute. I don't even know what button on the keyboard mutes myself. I don't know what button keep, it is. Keep your hands and your water bottle away from the desk riser button this week. Please. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, dude, oh, what were you going to say? Right, I'm going to kick it off only because Antonio's already mentioned it. The McRib. I don't think we've okay. ever had it here, have we? Or did we have it for a really limited period of I literally like a month we, at one point? Yeah, I think we've had it very limited over here, yeah. Because but I've always I don't heard remember it talked it. about... Like, I remember at first, like, I, I, I remember... Does anybody ever remember that guy, Dark Side Phil, who used to do um, gaming, like, right. walkthroughs? He was, like, the original walkthrough guy. But anyway, got caught masturbating on a live stream, so he ended up getting cancelled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I remember him doing like actual like reviews of the McRib when it was something new, and I was like, "Oh my god, I wish I could try that." Why do we never get anything interesting like that here? Like all we've got to choose from is a fucking Big Mac and a cheeseburger and a double bacon. Um, but the McRib, I wish that I had the ability to try it because I think you're right. I think we had it here, but it was for a very very short limited time, and I'm pretty sure it only around, rolled around for one year. As in, like, in one year, like, promotion cycle. Um, but that was always the one thing that I thought, why do they not do that? Because, like, I think ribs are a popular food here. Like, you always see, like, steakhouses and they're on the menu of every pub, that sort of thing. So that style of product, the barbecue, like, heavy barbecue sauce, I feel would do really well in the UK. But Yeah, but when you look at it, it's not... Yeah, if you're thinking spare ribs, it's not quite yeah. right. <laughs> right, so that's the, yeah. that's the only like downfall. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. That's the only downfall. I think in the UK, we have got a thing about like foods looking a particular way. They need to look legitimate. So we don't do like particularly like we wouldn't have like a meatloaf wouldn't be a thing here really would it well and so if like, you're calling something mac rib you want to see it, it's got to look yeah, like a rib that's yeah yeah so i feel yeah. like that's probably why because it was like just a slab of like reconstituted rib meat wasn't it and then covered in barbecue sauce so maybe like, that's like why but... antonio said it's like a pork patty isn't it it's yeah like... yeah, yeah. The pork patty barbecue sauce pickles onions i mean it it tastes exactly as it looks like if you're looking at a picture of it right now you're like, that looks like it tastes like barbecue sauce and pickles. That's exactly what it tastes like. But, you know, it, again, it goes to that whole idea of, like, people here, especially in the States, love that limited time offer, especially when it's become, like, a ritualistic thing where <laughs> they have a McRib tracker app that people follow because sometimes one state will offer it earlier than another and people just go gung-ho for it. <laughs> I think the origin of that, though, was uh, there was a time where, like, the beef prices were particularly high at one point, but pork prices were really low. And so they introduced this sandwich as a limited time offer so they could take advantage of the commodity market being low on pork. And it created this cult following behind this McRib. And so, like I said, every year or two, they'll offer it either nationwide or regionally, depending on what the commodities look like kind of brilliant in my opinion as we go through these i think we should also whether the other ones who are who who aren't discussing it whether we would have it or not so um antonio let's have a couple from you and then lou will come back to you okay so man i i want to go to south korea anyway and south korea's got my two favorite regional options so the first one is a beef bulgogi burger. You guys like Korean food? You like bulgogi beef? 
I'd be lying if I said I knew what it is. I mean, I, I'm going to like it. I'm, I'm going to say I like it, but I've not heard of that. No. So it's like a marinated beef and soy and gochujang chili. There. And then I'm like there. you usually do it in the Korean barbecue, just really succulent, tasty sauce and beef. So what they've done is they've taken their beef patty and they've marinated it in the bulgogi sauce. Then they put more sauce on it and they top it with lettuce and a spicy mayo. That just yeah. is all over my map. If I could go to South Korea and try that, I would probably worth the price of admission for the ticket just to go and try that burger. <laughs> yeah, I'm having it, Lou. What about yeah, you? I agree. I agree. I'm all over that. <laughs> and like the sauce looks so like deep, deep brown and sweet. I would like oh. dip my fries in it. Who knows? I might even put fries in the burger itself. Are you guys, do you guys put your fries in your burger? It's not something I do. No. Yeah, I, I, I've got a well weird thing about eating food separately. So even if I have like yeah. a full English, I do like an item at a time. I would okay. never mix and match items. But that's I don't know if that's a me thing or just a, like, yeah. But no, 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 no burgers and fries. Although I might try it at some point. Now. Our friend Matt at Decaying with the Boys, you know, he talks about like the, the, the Pittsburgh style sandwiches. They put French fries in everything, all their sandwiches and their burgers and stuff like that. And so I heard about that a long time ago. So if I do get a burger from McDonald's or occasionally if I go to we have a place called Carl's Jr. here, I do put like a handful of fries in the burger to just add to the crispiness and the texture of the sandwich. Nice. nice. That's not a bad shout. I feel like I might try that now. We see people yeah. here dipping their fries in milkshakes. Do people do that in the States? Yeah, and it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's grim. a hot can't... topic over here. Yeah, can't, can't get on board with that. <laughs> Can I just mention a point as well on the dipping in a milkshake thing? I'm just waiting for the day that I see an utter psychopath dip a double bacon cheeseburger in a milkshake and just munch down on it. I feel like you'd look like a serial killer in a McDonald's if you did that. If you're listening and you've done that, please let us know. I tell you, you said there was a second thing, did you say, from South Korea? Yeah, so this one's actually more exciting because I've never seen anything like it here in the States at all. So they have what they call the shrimp onion burger. It is a panko-crusted shrimp patty that's been deep-fried, topped with lettuce, fried onion strings, and spicy mayo. So it's almost like a, a fish patty or shrimp toast, but in a burger with a sesame seed bun. I, I tell you, I like it. It's got like a tempura-looking batter on it. I'm, I'm down for that. So yeah, I'm there, I feel I'm there like, as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that one would be class. And I feel like here as well, again, like we do like – tempura and chinese style things quite well so i feel like that that would kind of fit into that style menu maybe if they were to ever to do something themed like that but that one sounds class as well yeah so i, I, I saw i saw a similar one in korea as well it was the shrimp beef burger so it was a beef burger patty with a shrimp patty on top of it Ooh, it's like a surf and turf <laughs> yeah yeah basically basically so korea really sounds like the place to go at the moment because i'd have all, all those those things you mentioned lou what what else have you got Right, now, staying in a similar part of the world, we're in Hong Kong for this one. And this one's super weird because I feel like any McDonald's would be able to offer it, but it's not a menu item that I've ever seen. And it's a McFloat. So it's literally just the Coke with the vanilla <laughs> ice cream from the McFlurry machine in it. Why is that not... not Every McDonald's has the drink machine. Every mm. McDonald's has the McFlurry machine. Although here, again, I don't know in the States, they're always broken here. Always yeah, broken. Yeah. <laughs> always, always broken. broken. <laughs> um, maybe that's why. But... Uh, I feel like a Coke float at McDonald's would be amazing. Wimpy used to do that over yeah. here. Yeah, 
But I don't know. Maybe it's because floats just generally aren't a thing here anymore. I went out with some friends recently at the weekend and I said, I'm really desperate for a Coke float. And it wasn't on the menu. I just said to them, because I was like, this restaurant must have ice cream and they evidently have Coke. They were like, don't worry, we can do you one. And I feel like that would be an amazing item to have because imagine how refreshing it is on a day. But like I said, I think it's probably just the the sake of their machines being broken 24-7. Yeah, probably. So, Antonio, yeah, actually, for that, I've read or, or heard on TikTok that it's when it comes to cleaning the machine. They said it's really difficult and they don't like cleaning the machine. So, when it comes so they just say it's broken. They say it's broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, Antonio, I mentioned Wimpy. So, Wimpy here was like an independent chain years ago, really big, I think, in like the 70s, 80s. You still find the odd one or two around. But yeah, they did Coke floats. Um, yeah, we had them out here too for a little bit. I'm not sure if there's any more. Yeah, yeah they might be like a few left in some of the cities. Uh, over here, actually, since you're such a KFC fan, a couple decades ago, a lot of our Kentucky Fried Chickens got together with A&W Root Beer and their fast food restaurants. So we have Kentucky Fried Chicken A&W combo restaurants. So it's like half and half. Okay. And yeah. they're known for their root beer and Coke floats. So you can get Kentucky Fried Chicken and a float in the same drive through window at most locations here. Wow. Actually, yeah, I think I saw this week, Lou, that KFC have opened like a pub here. Yes, I'm sure I did. Oh yeah. my god, yes, yeah. you are right. You are. They've yeah, they've opened like a really posh looking pub as well <laughs> yeah, from the outside. Like it looks yeah. fantastic, and um, that's probably but, the way to go. That's probably the way to go. Yeah, I think if if KFC are going to rebrand, I think that that's probably the way to do it as well. Because as well, they're kind of sitting on something traditional that's British. Right. But then, like, kind of putting the KFC spin on it. And I think that that's what the brand's probably always needed again, similarly to McDonald's. But no, you are right. You are right. I'll see if I can find the story on that. The it's actually kind of brilliant, right? I mean, you, it's, it's mash and gravy and fried meat. Of course, it and goes great with and beer. And a, and a pint. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of jealous of that now. Yeah, it is. The Colonel's Bar, the Colonel's Arms. Uh, (laughs) Fulham Palace Road in Hammersmith in London opened on the 25th of November this year when you're Um, over Antonio we'll do it we'll do (laughs) it 100% I'm down in in the name of science (laughs) I'll do a couple now I'm going to pick some random ones off my list so I've got this was it's not there at the moment but it was in Poland and it's a cordon bleu burger so that was basically so it's bacon a beef patty, a fried chicken patty stuffed with ham and all layered up on top of each other. So, so with the, you know, the, the, the other fillings like the cheese and the, the, the salad. So, yes, you've got bacon, beef, chicken stuffed with ham, which I, I think sounds like a nice little combination. It's just like it's a was it the turducken? So the turkey, duck yeah, and chicken. Right. It's just meat <laughs> in meat on top of other meat. So it's like all of the meats that they had left over at the factory. They were like, what can we do with this? Yeah, I like the cordon bleu aspect of it. There is a secret menu item out here that is technically not a part of the menu, but a lot of people know what it is and you can order it. Even though McDonald's is trying to like put the kibosh on it. You can order out here what's called a McGangbang. And so what it is, it is a Big Mac, but instead of that middle bun they have in the Big Mac, they put a chicken patty. So you've got beef, chicken patty in the middle, then another layer of beef, the sauce and the cheese, and it has the unofficial name of the McGangbang. Now, again, I've always had a question about that. Can you order it or do you have to order the two items separately and put it together yourself? So you can do it that way, but... 
there was again like TikTok accounts and Instagram reel accounts of people that have been ordering it for years that way. Really, it's just a luck of the draw if you go to a location and the person taking your order knows what you're talking about. Right. Okay. Okay. Imagine I just want to say conversation that you might get if they've got no idea or they're new. They're like, "What <laughs> the fuck has this person just asked me for?" <laughs> well, I just want to say to all our viewers out there, see, Lou, we're going to make that name stick for our listeners. <laughs> to all the viewers out there, if you are going to Google that, please be careful as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. or not have fun or not yeah. take risks <laughs> live life I'll, I'll pick one more let's have a look from my list tell you what i'm gonna do this because it, it sounds similar to something you said um antonio but this was in indonesia philippines singapore and taiwan it was a mac rice burger and ultimately it was a burger but between uh, i can see you both nodding but between sticky rice buns basically for want of a better term and again i just love the sound of that yeah i just saw a tiktok on this this morning because really? I, of course, oh yeah, I mean, because I've been Googling McDonald's items across the world and of all the apps talk to each other and they collect yeah. your data. So this morning I opened up TikTok and it shows me like five regional McDonald's items and that was one of them. And what was cool about it is that those rice buns that, you know, are, are sandwiching the burger together, they are soaked and seared in that spicy soy sauce. So they're, oh, they're crispy nice. rice on the outside and soft in the middle. And the lady was showing it, and I was like, okay, that looks fantastic, and I want to try it. <laughs> Lou, how about you? Do you think you could go for rice buns? Yeah, I feel like that would be quite a cool one, to be fair. I'm actually having a look at the picture now, and I see what you mean with like the crispiness across the top, because it actually looks banging. It looks banging. Um... <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, right, if you think about it, the, the burger here, often the bun, especially if you go for like an independent place, like, the bun can be quite stodgy and and... You know, you you're, you're you're getting it mainly for the filling in between it, but I I feel with that that is another food element you actually want to eat, other than yeah. it coming packaged between a bread roll. If you know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like the argument you made about the specials that we get here. In reality, they just change the bun to a different type of bread. They'll put yeah. it and they'll it'll just be like a flour coated bun or something like that. Whereas that's like significantly different enough to turn around and consider it a proper new item. Because didn't yeah. what what did KFC do here? Didn't they replace a bun with just more chicken? So you had chicken, oh my God. chicken, chicken. Yeah, God, what was that called? <laughs> was it the it was double, like the double down, the double down. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the KFC double, double down. down. Yeah. Oh my God, it was like proper cholesterol <laughs> in a package, wasn't it? Like, yeah, what the chicken, fuck? Chicken, chicken with a bit of cheese, <laughs> bacon and cheese, and it's off the menu, but you can still get it. You can ask for it, and they'll they'll find a way to make it for you. <laughs> it's cause, that's because KFC's not busy, and they've not got anything else to do. Oi, oi, oi. Antonio, let's come back to you. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple more. So, I mean, I already mentioned the poutine, and that showed up again, but let's talk desserts. Here in the States, McDonald's used to have a very vast dessert menu that's been kind of narrowed down which is disappointing because like I remember when I was a teenager and in my McDonald's phase, they had multiple flavors of McFlurries. They had the Oreo one, the M&M one, a toffee one. They had like four or five different flavors. Now you can just get the Oreo one and that's it. It's the only one they offer. They also had three or four different flavors of the fried pie. They had apple and cherry and peach. And in our you know autumn seasons, they had the pumpkin and you can't even get those anymore. But when I was looking at some of the desserts across the world, there are a few that are fantastic. So, for example, in Thailand, they have a sweet, creamy corn pie. So it's like the fried apple pie that you would normally get. But on the inside, it is a sweet, 
and creamy corn pudding. So if you like the taste of sweet corn, which I do, and then you throw it in a crispy pie shell, sign me up. Like I said before, that sounds amazing to me. That's an unusual one, actually. I, yeah. I'm not sure I'm as fond on that one. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they've just gone to the festive pie here at the moment, which is like the apple pie, but it's got the mincemeat like a mince pie with custard <laughs> as well. So it's, it's, I want to try that, though. I do. <laughs> no one likes shit like that here on a good day anyway. So why they put it on the McDonald's? But right. I don't mincemeat. What do you guys consider mincemeat over there? Because it's something different over here, I feel. Oh, mincemeat to us is literally just like if you took like a beef steak and it was like shredded up in like a mincer. Yeah, but then you've got the mince pies, haven't you? Which is like all the fruit. They, yeah, yeah, mince yeah. Pies That's what it there. is over here. It's like fruits yeah. and nuts that have been chopped up really fine. They don't have the meat in it over here, but I know that they do make meat variations across the world. So another one they have in Germany is they have a strawberry and cream cheese filled pie. Now, it looks like a, a Pop-Tart and that's been deep fried. And again, that one's got my name all over it. Yeah, the strawberry. Yeah, I feel like we don't see. I feel like we don't see flavored stuff like that here. Then my last one, which I think is awesome, is in McDonald's in Australia. They serve chocolate and salted caramel macaroons. You know, like the French macarons. Yeah, yeah. but they're the size of a burger. They're sandwich oh, wow. size. <laughs> they're huge. So wow. I would go for that one as well. I think they're cool as well. I actually did see small macaroons in the Italian one, but never like humongous ones. So I feel like humongous ones would be a cool novelty as well. It's just something <laughs> yeah. you pick up in it. Like you do it for this, just the sake of having one. Right. Um, Take a picture cool. and put it on Instagram. Exactly. That's that's honestly what it's for. I feel like that's literally <laughs> just there as a marketing thing for them. Luke, what have you got? So I've always thought that McDonald's in the UK has always had really limited options for, do you know, like sides, but like we have mozzarella sticks here. But that's about yeah, it, isn't, yeah. isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. And the mozzarella sticks get changed and then they become like cheese bites, which are basically exactly the same thing, but just in a different shape. So in Italy, they've got tomato and mozzarella turnovers. And basically what they are, is they're like tiny mini mozzarella calzones. And yeah. they come in like a little packet and they just like an accompaniment. And I feel like that is class. Like they come in packets of three. And funnily enough, my girlfriend, when we were in Italy, did order them as well. And they were brilliant. And I think to myself, why do we not get more sides? Like you order a main meal at McDonald's, but you know that your only option of a side or something to go along with it is mozzarella sticks. And again, they're like those standard fries or a bit of fruit. Yeah, yeah, or a bit of fruit. Yeah, this is what I mean. But with that, that's a really cool second item, like mini calzones. Yeah, we don't even have the sticks over here, man. I was going to say, I saw you shaking your head, yeah. Wow, you don't even have mozzarella sticks. No, we get like the basic of the basic over here. Wow, so basically the only thing is nuggets. (laughs) You're right, though, actually. You can get get a side of nuggets if you want. Yeah, because... I had McDonald's the other night, actually, and I was disappointed when I was looking at the sides because I, I fancied something just to go on the side of it. But it was literally, yeah, nuggets or, or fries and, and a bag of fruit, I think. So. Yeah. And on that same vein, this is, again, still Italy. And I imagine that they do it probably in other places around the world. There was a couple of other things. So they do chicken wings in Italy. Okay, Which, again, nice. I think is a cool accompaniment. If you've got a burger and fries, you want three wings. I feel like that's great. And also, I feel like McDonald's fryers are probably built to actually do chicken in reality. Because yeah. when they've got, like, at the minute in the UK, they've got that McCrispy, which is basically just, like, a gigantic, what are the strips called? 
God. The Gouchons, the Dippers, the Gouchons. Yeah, like the, yeah, whatever they're called, which is basically just a giant one of them and a burger. But, oh God, I've lost my train of thought completely. Chicken wings. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I feel like chicken wings are a cool accompaniment bar having, again, like just a side of nuggets or something. There's just something cool and a little bit different. And also, I feel like they'd probably actually finish off KFC if they started doing wings yeah. in this yeah. country. Right. Um, and then the final Italian one are these deep fried of olives. So they're like, imagine oh. um, like, uh, do you know, like chicken bites almost like the little yeah, ball type yeah. things. But what they are is they're actually cheese and olive inside. So it's got a whole olive, then it's stuffed with like a mozzarella cheese and then it's deep fried with like a breaded coating. And that's what you get a portion of. Oh. And again, oh, I feel okay. like that's quite cool as like a, yeah, obviously yeah. it's a cultural thing because Italians quite like that flavor yeah, yeah. the olives the mozzarella is all going to be something that's popular but again i'd love to see more sides in the uk because i feel like Side, we get yeah. really limited yeah, yeah. Crap choice with that sort of thing like no one yeah. wants a fucking fruit bag yeah. i wonder <laughs> if they do that in italy because most of their food doesn't come with sides like italy is more about about courses right you know you have your yeah. pasta your cheese your salad yeah. you're, you serve things individually in courses and mcdonald's is like okay well we don't do courses here so here is a shit ton of sides that you can order <laughs> with your meal and I'm kind of envious of that. I want to move to Italy now. <laughs> well, oh. funnily enough as well, they actually do all of these sides all in one like share bucket as well. So it's like four wings, six olive bites, like 10 chicken nuggets all in a share box. I think that is amazing. Why do we not get this? <laughs> like... Right. Well, I'm going to mention something now because I'm thinking, looking at the time now, I'm thinking what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the rest of the list I've got, which you, you probably got. Because I know Antonio's got something as well that he's bringing to the, the table. Do you see what I did there? The table sounds like a food metaphor there. <laughs> as we're talking about sides, there was one in the Philippines called the Chicken McDo or Chicken McDo. It's a chicken burger, I think, and you can have it on its own or with rice. But you could also have it with a side of spaghetti. <laughs> oh i saw that yeah <laughs> so we're talking about sides there and there was another one in china so they had black and white burgers so i think they had buns that were made with squid ink and plain mm -hmm. white burgers so again it's just at burgers or there was chicken but they did have scoops of mashed potato and slices of bacon i think on the side as well one i really like the sound of in canada mac lobster I yes, brilliant. I saw this on the list as that. well. Yes, again, not enough like fish options. We get a fillet of fish, and that's it. There's nothing else. Yeah, there's loads more. I mean, Australia. Uh, sorry, not Australia. Austria had mac noodles. It is what it is. It's it's uh, noodles with uh, chicken salad, etc. There is in Canada. You could also get the NYC Benedict bagel. So it's a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel sandwich dripping with hollandaise sauce. And one I've literally just seen, actually. So they did do a Mac pizza. Oh, yeah. We had those when I was a kid, actually, here in the States. Yeah, 1980s through to around 2000. Only one location currently in Orlando still serves Mac pizza. So, Lou, you know, what you're saying, like, about sort of KFC, I mean, you know, it's, it's not feasible that they couldn't start bolting on. Yeah. Or it's not impossible to start bolting on these kind of extra annexes to building or, or whatever and and start doing this yeah there, there's i think there's all sorts of random things so in india there's a spicy paneer wrap mashed well, potato burger that. in china yeah mashed potato burger in china i like the sound of this bacon macaroni and cheese toasty in hong kong that sounds <laughs> that sounds yeah. awesome so i think kind of what we're saying here is we want to eat 
McDonald's around the world, right? Yeah. Well, here in the States, they have in amusement parks or they have in Times Square, they have like Coca-Cola World and M&M World where they have like a tasting station of all the different sodas or candies that are available all around the world. I would go out of my way and make a trip to a McDonald's world somewhere in the States that had all of these menu options available to try. I guarantee it would be like a destination spot. There's enough just McDonald's fanatics here in the States that people would make the pilgrimage to go try the Squid Ink Burger. I guarantee it. You, what, what about you? Anything else on this? Yeah, for me, do you know what it is? Is do you know like here we get like the really crappy promotions? And Antonio, how often do McDonald's menus change, or do you get like new items in the states? Never. That's the thing. Is like I, I think they've got us trained to expect the McRib every once in a while, right? Okay. Or a, a a throwback, something that used to be on the menu a long time ago that might not be. For example, Lou was uh, Dan was just mentioning the bagel sandwich in in Canada. For a decade or more here, we actually had breakfast bagel sandwiches on the menu for a long, long time, and they were super popular. There was a steak one, there was a bacon one, there was a ham one, and then they went away, and they've been gone away. They've been gone for over a decade, and there's been whispers that they're going to bring them back in like a secret special promotion. So that's more what they do out here is they give us throwback stuff. We don't right, see a lot okay. of new items, you know. Okay, because here again, it's all very like seasonal. Like they'll give us promos, and they'll typically be from around the world, but they won't be items from other menus. What I want them to do is do. It's got to be Hong Kong month. We're going to give yeah. you the most popular regional items from the Hong Kong menu available for one month a year, and the next month it rolls around. It's now Japan month. We're going to give you the ten most popular regional items or the three most popular regional items from the Japanese McDonald's menu, rather than give me some crap like attempt at an Italian stack when it's just two chicken. God, what are those chicken things called? Oh, it's going to annoy me so much. The chicken things, they're like laminated bits of floorboard. Um, I'm not sure. What oh, I can't remember what they are. Um, but yeah. The one thing we do here that you probably don't have in the States that is, is a staple here though, is the bacon roll. Bacon roll. Do, yeah. do, no, we don't do, have that here. Yeah. Whatever that is, we don't have it. I, I love it... breakfast. I love the breakfast here. It is just dry bread with just some bacon in it. And it's literally just like one slap <laughs> of what you would call Canadian bacon as well. So it wouldn't even go down well. <laughs> right. Oh, it's a builder's staple, isn't it? Build a yeah. bacon roll and a cup of tea. I mean, I go back to something you said at the start. I do love the breakfast. I haven't had it for so long, probably over a year. But I love the, yeah, the sausage McMuffin or the double sausage and egg McMuffin. I, I think they're great. But yeah, Lou, going back to what you were saying, there are plenty of places where there's like two McDonald's in the same city or town. Yeah. So make one yeah. do the variation or something. I know it's yeah, all yeah. about stock, isn't it? Stock levels, but yeah. Yeah, but why are there not like flagship McDonald's stores? Like why is there not a flagship McDonald's in London that just sells something a little bit different? Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I like that. Like, uh, or yeah, I like, have, like the idea that you were just saying, Dan, where, hey, if you got like four or five McDonald's in a driving distance... Each of them have a different menu and you could have like a day tour of McDonald's where you start on one and work your way down to the next. Oh, you and... can't be more than 10 minutes from a McDonald's <laughs> over here, right? You can't be more than no, 10 minutes. Never. Oh, I yeah. actually think within 10 minutes, I can get to three different McDonald's, I think, near me. Because yeah. there's one in my could. town, one in the yeah. town next next door, which is literally a five minute drive. And then one in the you town got... where I used to work, which is a 10 minute oh, you drive. You've got the service that. station as well. 
Bulldog. Oh Service god, yeah, 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 four yeah, of them yeah. in actual fact. <laughs> yeah. It is unbelievable. McDonald's outnumber everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same here, man. Same yeah, here. You could be in the most isolated corner of the Amazon, but there's yeah. definitely <laughs> you turn a corner and there's just a big yellow arch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, I told you. I know you said you mentioned you had something about films. Well, I just wanted to like since I am the movie guy, I wanted to bring some quick McDonald's movie connections. It's something they've kind of gotten out of for a while, I think, because in the 2000s and as of late, there's been more unsavory representations of them in film. I think it all kind of started with the documentary in the early 2000s, Super Size Me, about the guy that ate McDonald's 30 days straight to see what it would do to his body. It's been kind of disputed at how factual it really was. But ever since then, you've seen McDonald's kind of shy away from cinema. And then a few years ago, they had the biopic with Michael Keaton called The Founder about Ray Kroc and how he kind of stole the idea of McDonald's and ran with it. Doesn't paint him in the most flattering light, but it's a good film. But in the 90s, McDonald's was really trying to dip their toe into cross-marketing into film. Trying to, I think, kind of get into the Disney game because Disney has it nailed. I say what Disney does for media, McDonald's does for food when it comes to real estate and representation and marketing and stuff like that. So in the early 90s, they did their first kind of cross-promotional production of a movie. And I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's known to be one of the worst movies ever made. In 1988, the film Mac and Me. Have either of you seen that movie? Well, I've heard of it. I've heard no, of it. I've not seen. So it's uh, an E.T. ripoff about an alien and his family that That's right. yes. come to the... Come to the the earth land of the united states and there's a young boy who's differently abled who makes fun with the alien and pretty much the rest of the movie is them going to mcdonald's pretty much every day <laughs> it's 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 a 90 minute long mcdonald's commercial and it's been teased and it's been ridiculed paul rudd always plays a clip on the conan o'brien show every time he visits he sneaks it in about a, the young kid in the wheelchair rolling down a hill and falling into a ravine. Like, it's just ridiculous. But they dipped their toe in. They and Coca-Cola got together. They produced this movie. And it kind of scared them away from doing so much cross-marketing with McDonald's. Now, a few years later, they paid for a film called Bye Bye Love, which was kind of a romantic ensemble comedy mostly taking place at McDonald's because here in the States, in the early 90s, McDonald's kind of became synonymous with divorced couples and where they would meet to do child exchange. So really? you would oh take the kids God. to McDonald's, <laughs> buy them a Happy Meal, let them play in the playground, and then either mom or dad would like disappear in the background and the other parent would take them. It's such a depressing concept, yet they funded a film about relationships in the 90s all based on dropping your kids off at McDonald's after you get divorced. It backfired. It actually hurt them marketing-wise. They're like, okay, so now we've made McDonald's depressing. You know, <laughs> McDonald's becomes synonymous with divorced couples and the, you know, crumbling of the american marriage and family you've got kids going to mcdonald's being like mom did this mean you're leaving dad <laughs> have you where, where did dad go where's daddy <laughs> shut up and eat your cheeseburger you know so oh. that's that's their second and then the last one i got for you which is it, kind of funny 
you you guys Batman fans? Love Batman. Yeah. Yep. So I know everyone loves the Christopher Nolan, but my particular favorite Batman films are the first two Tim Burton ones, the original one with Michael Keaton and then Batman Returns. Not a lot of people know this, but one of the main reasons why Tim Burton didn't return to do Batman Forever, the third Batman film, was because of a horribly botched marketing campaign with McDonald's for Batman Returns. So McDonald's started marketing Batman Returns, doing the Batman Returns cups, the Batman Returns value meal, Batman Returns Happy Meals, everything. McDonald's hadn't seen the film yet. So they didn't know how dark and disturbing and violent this film actually was. And here they are making Happy Meals with the Penguin and Catwoman in her sexy suit not knowing the context of the movie. So after they release these Happy Meals and the film comes out and people are so upset at Tim Burton for making it violent and making it disturbing, McDonald's pulled all of the marketing, all of the Happy Meals, all of the toys out of their promotion and lost upwards of $100 million in the campaign. So because of that loss that both McDonald's and Warner Brothers took because of this botched campaign, Burton was fired from the third film, which eventually went to Joel Schumacher and became Batman Forever. So that's the main reason why we didn't get a Batman trilogy with Tim Burton was because of Batman Returns and McDonald's botching (laughs) the marketing. Jesus. Antonio comes with the stone cold movie back. Look at that. Could you, oh, it's a shame that didn't carry on. Can you imagine? I'm Such Batman. Now where's my Mac rib and I want extra sides. <laughs> well, so like people who were able to get these Happy Meals and they had Batman bags and Batman logoed fries and Batman cups. All those things are collectibles now because they pulled it. So anyone that held on to just essentially fast food garbage might have a small fortune in their hands. In my head, Batman st- he's not a sellout. I, I, I don't acknowledge this last story. He's, he's, he never sold out in my head. Imagine you've just got the Batmobile coming through and it's just got like, do you know, like F1 or IndyCar stickers all over it. If you <laughs> well, want to see something been... funny, Google the Batman Forever Happy Meal toys and they're these little cartoony toys of like the penguin and a little yellow go-kart and Catwoman has a little Catwoman Happy Meal go-kart that she drives in. (laughs) And then you compare that to what the movie actually is about and you can see why so many people got upset. Oh you, gosh, mean, yeah. you mean, Lou, you didn't see in the film, the Batmobile, the, the, the hubcaps, it was the, the golden M on the, on the wheels of the Batmobile. You didn't see that as it was driving along. You had to look hard. Yeah. Amazing. That's actually fascinating. And it makes you think why they, or not them per se, but like other sort of maybe fast foods, have they kind of done similar things or tried to, to do that? That is unreal, but spectacularly bad at the same time. That's That's brilliant, but spectacularly bad. I mean, You've, all three things you said, Mac and me, bad. <laughs> you had the the one in the middle, which I can't remember, the depressing one. Bye bye love about divorced parents dropping their kids off at McDonald's for kid exchange. And then yeah, and then the Batman. Oh, uh, Lou, sorry, were you gonna say something? There? Well, I feel like if we were gonna talk about like th- things with film, I feel like if we're gonna talk about McDonald's in a general sense, I watched a documentary on this. And do either of you know about one of the strangest locations of a McDonald's in the world? Oh, is it the one that is it the one that like 
has a drive through for reindeer or something? No, I need to look that up though. Number one, that's amazing. <laughs> but this, the one that I'm going to talk about, was called the McBarge. Ooh. I don't know about this one. <laughs> so it was built for the 1986 World Expo in Vancouver, which I think is like an expo for like travel agencies, that sort of thing. Like millions of people, or hundreds of thousands of people attend. Um, and the McBarge was a floating McDonald's restaurant built to just sit on water. So. It was officially called the Friendship 500, and it actually had artwork on the walls, wooden floors, real house plants, and the food was delivered with a conveyor belt rather than having staff drop stuff off to tables. And it was literally just a floating McDonald's restaurant. Apparently, it cost $8 million to build, and the staff wore sailor uniforms, and the restaurant used a tugboat to pick up all of the litter that was dropped into the water from people that were sat outside. Wow. Wow. Um, after the um, expo was concluded, it was apparently really well attended during the expo, but then just kind of disappeared into nothingness. So I think the um, barge was left abandoned. McDonald's never reopened it after that period. Um, and then it was bought by like a land developer who wanted to get it moved. And so now it just sits still derelict in the middle of a lake, <laughs> not doing anything at the minute. But yeah, I always wow. thought whether or not that, that was a huge fail of a marketing fuck up or whether or not it did what they wanted to do because it kind of got people talking about it and now it's kind of like an urban legend thing. But really yeah, interesting, but you should have a look at some pictures of it. Very, very cool. Wouldn't it be cool if it was actually still functioning but was like this high-end exclusive McDonald's that everyone thinks is closed but it's actually like a secret <laughs> handshake, secret password to get in. It looks all corrupt and decrepit on the outside and then you go in and it's like the nicest McDonald's you've ever seen. <laughs> a place where they actually serve McGangbangs on the menu. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I'm here for the McOrgy. <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> oh, so I don't have to really to edit there. Um, no, but what is amazing? So it's almost I was having a look. It's almost a hundred years old as well, McDonald's. I mean, it's yeah. it's what I think it was nineteen forty. So the fact that you know the the, the founder back in nineteen forty is just putting this together, and then almost hundred years later, we're talking about it on the podcast and talk about how it's around the world, how the, all the different menus, the Mac Barge, the Mac Gangbang. You know, it, it films that the, the the dipping their feet into films. I mean, it's amazing. You know that something that for a while, when I say derided, I, I'm not saying that it was never sort of looked down upon. But for a while, I think here, Lou, I think it was just seen as oh, oh, it's McDonald's. It's just it's fast food. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's yeah. not anything. But now I think again, it is becoming maybe because there are so many of it, people have got less time. I I, I don't know. No, but I think McDonald's have also transitioned as well. So do you know you say at one point they were like, you took your kids there for parties. Now, if you go to a McDonald's, when do you ever see more people sat inside than you see people in their cars in the drive-thru? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. for me, McDonald's yeah. now, I would never, unless it was like drunk after a night out, which basically never happens for me anymore because I don't have friends. Um, I would never be sat down in a McDonald's eating a McDonald's meal as opposed to just going there through the drive-thru and then taking it home. So I feel now it's just appealed to the convenience of like modern work. Like people feel like they don't have time and McDonald's Absolutely. fills that exact gap. Like why would I spend 45 minutes cooking on a Thursday night or a Friday night when I can literally go to McDonald's and have my food in 20 minutes? And here in the States, it's the number one uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats oh, really? delivery wow. thing here. Yeah. It's the number one delivered food now over here yeah. in the States. See, because we only got McDelivery relatively recently in this country, I think, didn't we? 
and it wasn't even on like any Uber Eats or anything like that until very, very recently. Well, pandemic yeah, I, especially I've, just yeah. pumped that business up. Yeah, yeah. What what so. I was going to say actually is the app is brilliant. And like I said, we'll we'll often do it if we've been to London. We get back sort of seven or eight, and there's one like I said about five minute drive from us. So you order it on the app. It knows when you're nearby, so you just check in because you can't check in if you're like half hour away. The the app's got the location uh, service on. As you pull up, you, you check in, you go in, and it's pretty much ready for you. You can walk out. You know, there's no queuing up anymore. Like, you used to have to sit in a queue, like, behind 10, 15 people. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, I think it's, Luke, something you said almost right at the start. They have taken, you know, the, the initiative to change their in-store experience, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Right. I'm I'm quite annoyed now because it's like it's it's coming up to quarter past ten here and I'm really hungry now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I I can't lie. I'm actually gonna go. I'm 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 actually not joking. I'm going to go to my McDonald's and order a Coke with no ice and a vanilla McFlurry just to make myself a McDonald's Coke. If it's if it's because like. isn't there an app that tells you if the McFlurry machines are working or not? Oh I swear God, they yes, are. I definitely I need that. App. I'm <laughs> downloading it now. Where, <laughs> right. What am I looking for? Well, while he's doing <laughs> that, Antonio. Uh, the Colt Worry, the Colt Worry Classics, the Milf and Me. Do you want to tell us how they're going and what's coming up? If you if you can give anything away. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know we're we're getting into December now. I mean we're probably already in the middle of December when this episode comes out. But I decided to go away from a whole month of holiday films, and I'm doing pagan films for the month of December. So Dan and I just talked about The Wicker Man the other day. That'll be popping up in a minute. Speaking about another film called Eyes of Fire that came out in the early 80s here in the States, and then a horror film called The Messiah of Evil. And then Christmas week, I will release a Christmas special that has all my reviews of my favorite cult-worthy Christmas films, and then I'm taking the week of Christmas off. And I'll be back in January with New Year's episodes and all sorts of fun stuff like that. The Cult Worthy Classic, taking a small little break on that one, just releasing episodes like every other week. Because my new podcast, The Milf and Me, which is a relationship podcast with a dear friend of mine, where we talk about dating as single parents in our 40s here in conservative Utah, and just like all of the dating nightmare stories that are fun and hopefully enlightening and get people more, I wouldn't say out of the rut of feeling hopeless in their relationship or their quest for a relationship. It's just like a 30, 40 minute good time podcast. So those are my three shows, and you can find those all on my website, thecultworthy.com. As I said, the busiest person in podcasting, and, and they're all great podcasts. And like I said, I mean, we love you here. You were one of the first people we kind of linked up with, and, and you kind of supported me early on. So, yeah, no, thanks for coming on again. I'm just trying to see in Lou's eyes, have you found this app or this website? Um, I actually have, and it's somebody who's like reverse engineered, and basically from the way that it was described, they actually place an order for eighteen and a half thousand dollars, which is basically ordering a McFlurry every minute, and then like rescinding the order somehow, <laughs> and then they're basically going on the basis of which restaurants have accepted the order and which ones have rejected it, and those restaurants that have rejected it evidently have broken ice cream machines. Absolutely amazing text. There you go. There you go. Complicated there you go. to I love understand, it. and it's actually called McBroken.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lou, anything? Anything for you before we go? 
No, um, I'm just looking at this map, and there's green and red dots depending on if they're um, open or or if they're working or broken. He loves, it, he loves it. There's a lot of red on this map. If you can, I oh, know you can't see my screens too bright, but unbelievably, unbelievable. We'll put a link in the in the website. Um, <laughs> before before I go, yeah. So follow Antonio if you're not already. Please subscribe to his shows. Subscribe to ours. You can get us on um, castingviewspod at gmail.com or at castingviews on Twitter. McDonald's, if you're listening, we still don't have a sponsor. So just saying, uh, Mac Casting Views. Um, and we know there's a little podcast from which you could choose. So thank you for listening to Casting Views. If I want your opinion, I will give it to Come on, check what we've got, cause we need it. Don't make us get a spark and force me.